Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From AccuWeather.com, this is Everything Under the Sun. It's our weekly podcast featuring in-depth interviews with experts from AccuWeather and from around the world, bringing you behind-the-scenes information, stories, and news on the weather, climate change, and the outdoors, covering topics from the worlds of science, sports, and space. It's all the information you need to weatherproof your life. And now, here's the host of Everything Under the Sun, AccuWeather meteorologist, Dean DeVore. Friends, welcome in. This is episode three of our fall series here on Everything Under the Sun. We go meteorologically. This is meteorological fall already. It started at the beginning of September. But on the calendar, this is coming into the last weekend of summer. And there's going to be some bonus beach weather for folks up in the northeast and into New England for this weekend with nice warm stuff. And even the Great Lakes unseasonably warm. But we do have a tropical entity to watch and we'll talk about that in the upcoming segment, the second segment, our weather for the upcoming weekend and week beyond. But in our first rays of focus, I know gardening season may be waning for some, their interest, but this is a big time of the year to get a lot of things done in the garden. Our friend Doug Oster from KDKA Radio joins us up next. Sit back and relax, friends. It's time to talk about everything under the sun from AccuWeather.com. Well, Doug Oster has appeared on Everything Under the Sun several times. He's on our great radio partner, KDKA, News Radio 100.1 FM and AM 1020, KDKA in the Pittsburgh area. His organic gardening with Doug Oster show goes live 7 a.m. on Sunday mornings. You can hear it anytime on the Odyssey app on demand. But Doug's uh, really in touch with you and me and the average gardener because that's what he is. He takes that professional uh, ideas and brings them down into the everyday ideas that you and I can really take uh, to heart and, and get better gardening situations. And so lots to talk about. This is my favorite time of the year. I call it shopping and savings palooza, the garden centers, and also a great time to plant, which you might think is a little counterintuitive. Time to talk to Doug Oster on everything under the sun from AccuWeather.com. Doug, it's great to talk to you. Look, um, I've sent you a couple of things from my garden. This is great. You know, we had such a great growing season at the beginning of the year. And then here where we are in Pennsylvania, we got about two, three weeks of really bad drought and nastiness in the early to middle part of July. I came back from Cape Cod and <laughs> all the work I did seemed to be for naught. But then in the last couple of weeks, the waterworks have turned on where we are. And so uh, things are gorgeous and the nice uh, warm weather is continuing and, and, you know, we've talked about this before you and I where, you know, places like zone six where we are and other zones getting longer growing seasons by maybe a week or so with the uh, the climate change that we're going in. So I just thought it was a good idea to check in with you because and I still got, got some stuff growing. This is my favorite time of year. This is Bargain Palooza at all garden centers for perennials. 
And I know Doug Oster is a big bargain hunter when it comes to that kind of stuff. So we got good stuff there that we can start planning and thinking. I also want to talk to you a little bit about, I still go back and forth with the debate. Should I or shouldn't I pull my tubers and try to do the, you know, keep them myself? I know you're big on that. And we'll get to that in, a, in about the middle of our discussion here. And then just some things that we can think of as we try to make that turn and I, one thing that I know, a tip that I got from you before on this is sometimes I think I used to think it was not, you know, we, we couldn't go late in terms of planting bulbs, but you've told me that you can, and we'll talk about that. So let's talk about maybe our favorite thing, bargain palooza time right now with oh, uh, yeah, all these garden yeah. centers, uh, really, really trying to give us things to buy and plan here in this late season. So one thing about going to a good garden center is they want the plants to have a good home. And remember that in this transitional period where you're going to have lots of fresh perennials coming in, trees, shrubs for this planting season, there's been stuff sitting there since May. But because it's a good nursery, we know that it's been watered and fertilized. That's really important. And so this is when guys like you and I swoop in. I've been going to the nursery, you know, once a week, once every other week. And I, I always am poking around, seeing what's there, what's not selling, what right. I want, and when it's going to go on sale. But there's so much on sale now, it, it's amazing. And when we talk about perennials, plants that come back year after year, they are just a great investment. And at this time of the year, you could, again, when you go to the nursery, don't go like the grocery store, like you just got to get through don't go out. hungry don't go hungry to the garden go center hungry. like go i hungry need all these plants. plants go hungry for plants but uh and then poke around in those corners of the nursery and you're going to find perennials in four inch pots that they're almost giving them away you know and, and so this is really uh not just that but you know trees shrubs uh you know anything that's been sitting around you know i'm going to be a nursery this sunday and we've got uh, 50% off most flowering shrubs, wow. you know, seeds, you know, uh, you can plant, still plant seeds and get them at a, at a substantial discount. Because again, what's the nursery going to do with this stuff except have to try and store it for another year? And, so, and and seeds, the the life, the shelf yeah. life of a seed is it is a couple years. Like so, if I have some stuff left over that I didn't plant yet, can I still keep that till next spring, or is that is that problematic? Definitely, you know, there's some things like just onions are just one of those things where you have to have fresh seed. But I've got seeds of tomatoes back to the 80s. Wow! And so if if I'm sowing those, I'll just take five of them, put them in a paper towel in a Ziploc bag and see what's what percentage sprouts. And if they're sprouting, then they're good to go. Right. You know, most seeds last a long time, especially if they're stored, you know, in a jar, you know, where they, they're not allowed to, to soak up humidity. Dry and cool for seeds is the way you want to go. And especially dry because that's a living, breathing organism. And if they get wet again or if they, they feel that humidity, they they might not become they might become no longer viable. You know, and the other thing sometimes I think some of us get a little for none is whether or not to prune this time of year. Hydrangeas come to mind as something that, you know, as we get on into the fall. I mean, right now my hydrangeas look like they could flower again. My uh 
my floppy ones. And it looks like if, if we had about another uh, three or four weeks of good sunlight that they might. But um, there will be a time here soon in the next couple of weeks when we get into October and they're going to, you know, um, I think. That's always a tricky one for me. Hydrangeas is really about whether you have those that uh, bloom on new wood or old wood, and that can be confusing to people. It gets really confusing for people when we talk about hydrangeas. As I've often said, the number one garden question in our area here, Zone Six, is why doesn't my hydrangea bloom? And so, I I hate to do it, but I have to go Latin. Okay. Hydrangea macrophylla is also, we know it as the mop head. It's the one everyone wants, pink and blue flowers. And they can probably keep going too. This is the ones where you can get two or three series of blooms with those as you go yeah, through the again, summer. Again, depending on the variety. Uh, so you just need to know what, what you're growing. And if it does set its buds as soon as it's done flowering or it sets its buds as soon as it's done flowering and sets new buds or it just sets new buds the next season. So for the most part, don't touch your hydrangea unless you know what you're doing. You, you're not going to hurt anything on any type of hydrangea mm -hmm. by leaving it up. No, I agree. So if you don't know, if you don't know what it is, if you don't know what you're doing, never touch that hydrangea. And in general, we're basically pretty much done pruning unless it's dead wood or in the way we you just don't want to have that plant put on new growth right when it can't harden off before the winter you know as you've said our seasons are extending we might be able to get away with it but you never want to take that chance you know it's just, it's just no. you know do most of your pruning when the plants are in the dormant stage and then know that most spring bloomers you you don't want to prune until they're done blooming because you might be cutting off the, the flowers. Each species is different. And as we know, pruning is also part science and part art. And so it needs to be done carefully. And you, of all the things we're doing in the garden, that's the one you really got to think about the most because right. any cut you make, uh, you know, it could be 20 years down the road where you're still seeing the ramifications of a wrong cut. But at this point in the season, not much pruning to do, but lots of planting to do. Yeah, lots of planting to do. Although one, another one, um, my Asiatic lilies—they're starting to get a little yellowish. Is it? Can I? Can is it time to chop those down a little bit and give uh, some of my other things a little bit of room? You know, I like to let them go as long as possible. Okay. Uh, everything that's left in that plant that, that was green, as it's changing color, is going back down to feed that bulb. When they get to a certain point, and they're first off, if it's so ugly you can't stand it, yes, <laughs> cut it back. But I always tell people the Are way you're talking I, about me or the flowers. I wasn't both. sure there. Okay. <laughs> Perfect face for radio right here. <laughs> uh, I always tell people uh, if you don't like the way it looks, just look somewhere else. Look mm. over at the morning glories. <laughs> Oh. I let my I let all my foliage from my bulbs, I don't care what it is, from daffodils to lilies, I let them just fall away on their own, trying to get as much energy in there as possible. Science tells us, actually, though, that you don't have to wait that long. I'm just kind of following my intuitions for, and, and again, I don't care. You know, my Asiatic lilies are in the vegetable garden, and after they're done blooming, the morning glories are growing up and kind of covering. Yeah, them, right, so. yeah, well. That's yeah. kind of what I that's kind of what I've done. You know, that's the thing. You plant so that as you go through the summer, the things that are waning 
are taken over by things. And, and I, I'm going to send it to you. I got a nice picture now. We have a we have a deck and we have big arch underneath and I've got them going up both posts and they're almost meeting in the middle and beautiful morning glories. One of my favorite, you know, it's such a simple flower and it's such a gorgeous thing. Let, let um, me let me plug one morning glory real quick. Yes, sir. It's called Grandpa Ott. And O-T-T? O-T-T? Yep, O-T-T. Oh. Has a great story, but it is a wonderful heirloom that really self-sows incredibly. It has a dark purple flower with a white throat. And from I've been growing this thing for 40 years. And to me, I, I didn't wasn't thinking that much about it until I posted it on Facebook. People went crazy over it. For me, it's it's nothing special. It's nothing unique because I've had it for so long. Right. But this is kind of one of the beauties of gardening. Yes. When you discover something like this and people discovered it, I just said, well, Grandpa Odd is easy to find. And like I said, once you have it, You'll always have it. You'll always get it. You know what? If you don't like if you don't like where it's at when it's popping up, they come out really easy. You could just trim them back. I don't worry about any of that. I let them do their thing, and I'm like you. Uh, I've got them growing up uh, an arbor, and just every morning when you go out there, eats. You know, it's it just. And then I'm actually it's actually bad for me because I work from you know four to about noon, so I miss like most weekdays the 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 prime morning glory time. By the time I get home, there's the the first batch is starting to shrivel, but then you see the excitement of the new batches coming in. Um, they've been fun. We're talking with Doug Oster, our friend. You can hear him every Sunday morning, seven a.m. on our sister station, our our partner from AccuWeather, KDKA, 100.1 FM and AM 1020. Doug's motto is if he has to be up on a Sunday morning, you should be up to talking gardening. And we may have to do another visit here soon. We haven't done that in a while. Let's go to this idea of uh, because, um, you know, this is the big time. I mean, if I get one more bulb catalog <laughs> from from the the folks that I use, uh, Brex and all those, if I get one more uh, one more mailer, it's like every day one or two. It's it, this is the time. So I think one of the things is some people feel like they only have a small window to plant uh, spring bulbs, especially tulips and those kinds of things. And you opened my eyes last year. And to the fact that, you know, you really don't have to be worried so much about the frost aspect. Obviously, frozen ground you have to be worried about. But even after the first frost, if the ground's still workable, the bulbs still can go in. Talk to me about that. Yeah, well, last year I got recruited for a project uh, to try and rehab a garden and they needed something in bloom in April and it was January. And we snuck in about uh, a thousand bulbs in January, probably two days before the very end of the planting season. So we're, our bulb planting season starts now. I've got seriously over a thousand bulbs coming. Wow. And those those are ones that that I I want desperately. But what as the season progresses, I can find deals locally. Uh, especially we get we get into November. Normal people. <laughs> don't know that you can still plant <laughs> and you can plant all the way until the ground freezes solid i've got lots of january planting stories a thousand grape hyacinths i found for eleven dollars and and I, I i was planting them in the woods and i had yeah. this, i had this great neighbor unfortunately he's passed away he was a great gardener and he's watching me plant this in january 
And he's like, what could you possibly be planting this time of the year? I said, oh, I got a thousand gray pisons for $11. It'll never work. It's you have to be cold for too long. This and that. Next spring and every spring since, I have this carpet of purple. And I saw him. And I said, Rob, come on over. Take a look. What do you think? He just looks at it and says, looks good, and just walks back to it. <laughs> Some people just don't like being wrong, do they, Doug? Yeah. Right? So plenty uh, of time to plant these. And as I said, as soon as we get to November, about midway through November, we go to half price. And then you get to a certain point for me. I, I tell everybody on my radio show, you've got two weeks to get your bulbs because I'm going into these places and I'm making them an offer. <laughs> you, you give fair warning. To the I Pittsburgh do give area, fair warning. Right? And believe it or not, the bulbs are still there. Bulb planting is kind of, you know, I'm, I work with this organization called flowerbulbs.com and they don't sell anything. They're just like me. They, they're trying to basically beg people to plant bulbs because it, it's such a, a wonderful, wonderful thing in the spring for daffodils, crocuses, tulips. Oh, that 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 feeling that you get after that long winter. Oh. It's only a couple of months for us, three months, but it still feels long. And then the it's you still see long the, 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 and the, endless. It's long, yeah, gray and endless, and and no color. And when you see, especially for me, daffodil season, that there's no turning back for daff. Once the daffodil season is in yeah. full uh, bloom, and we're in the mid season of daffodils. Spring is here. They're, you know, they are, you know, the harbingers of spring. And it's easy to do. I use this tool called a bulb auger, and it's from a company called Power Planter. Don't buy it's 25 bucks. Don't buy one for $14 off Amazon. It's 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 never gonna last. This thing it's a big drill bit, three inches wide by seven inches long. That's gonna I'm gonna pass it down to the next generation or even to my <laughs> grandkids. It's one of those and you just drill a hole with a powerful battery powered power drill, and you that makes bulb planting fun. You can do oh. 100 bulbs in 10, 15 minutes. And when you're bl- planting, like me, a thousand, you know, over the season, I won't, I'm not going to plant all those a thousand in one day. I did no. do it once, did 600 in a day, and made a video of it. It's <laughs> quite a day. Did, did you like, um, did you have back pain afterwards? But I mean, with these all really, really, you, you don't have on your hands and knees, right, with yeah. a, a, a drill and a bag of bulbs, and it was kind of, you know, it's one of those things, especially when you get older, one of those challenges like, you know what, I'm just going to make a video about this and I'm going to see how it goes and I'm just going to do it. And I had to scream because I made it like a, a silent movie. So it's like a minute long. It was kind of funny. You can uh, look at Doug Oster's website. It's his name, DougOster.com. And uh, everyone has a garden story and I'd love to tell yours and um, all kinds of great things in there. And you can get in there and, and see some of those great videos and all his appearances and stuff. That's Doug Oster, D-O-U-G-O-S-T-E-R.com. We'll put a link down in the notes section of our podcast. Doug, uh, you know, again, I want to talk a little bit about uh, reclamation of certain things that you can't keep in the ground, especially in certain zones. And that would be my beautiful dahlias. Um you you saw that one picture of those uh, star yeah. dahlias that I have the yeah. two colors next to each other. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I think I want to try to save those this year. I've had mixed success over the last several years were because I have to pull the dahlias of trying to keep them. talk me through if I want to keep dahlias or begonias is another one in our zone in, in the northern zones that you really should pull. 
and gladiolas too, right? Uh, most most areas uh, uh, six northward, you obviously can't keep gladiolas in all all winter. So actually, since things have changed, we're actually leaving gladiolas in. Ten years ago, we were pulling them. Yeah, for the most part, they'll come back on their own. Even for me, it depends where where they are. Like if they're closer to the house, um, uh, it seems to be they're protected. But exactly. if I get them out too far away exactly. from the house, then I wake. Uh, you know, the, in the spring they're a little mushy and they're not good. So, so let's talk about tender bulbs. So that's yes, dahlias, begonias, callas, cannas, uh, elephant ears, stuff like that. But the the dahlias are have the most uh, technical. Uh, instructions to 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 save and everyone does it differently so I'll, this is what i've learned from the local dahlia society and this works for me so first i wait until the tops get frosted and i remove the top and now what's left is a little hollow stem at the bottom i cover that with a little piece of foil so water doesn't get in there i'm letting that dahlia sit in there for two weeks and the reason i'm doing that and there's no concern even though it's past frost it's under the soil it's not going to freeze out but the reason i'm doing that is in the case of dahlias they'll put on a little eye like a potato Uh, a tuber must have an eye to bloom so when you pull them two weeks after frost you you put them out like in a sun porch or something on on some newspaper never add water never add any more water you get you can gently scrape off the dirt if you want but this is this that's this is the time of the year that I like to separate them. Some people separate them in the spring, but I'm looking at them. If it doesn't have an eye, I can remove it and put it to the compost pile. There's no sense in saving a, a tuber without an eye. It's not going to flower. Now I have a big Rubbermaid container. I use something called vermiculite. Right. Some people use peat moss. Like I said, everybody does it different. So just you just use straight vermiculite, straight which is vermiculite, kind of a- I got about an inch of it at the bottom. If it, if people don't know what that is, it kind of looks like almost fine gravel, almost. Yeah, as, you, you know, know, you find it at the nursery. They just sell yeah. it as a. a well, I'm just trying to give people to, right. to you know if they never heard of it before. But it, it, yeah, it's kind of like a sandy kind of uh, small rocks that yeah. create a, a, a soil kind of medium. Exactly, and so I got about an inch of it in there. I'm putting my tubers or whatever it might be on there so they do not touch. And oh, so they don't. T- so one tuber group. And then make sure you have some space before you put the next little tuber down in that. And then yeah, they container. can't touch. Right. And okay. Then another another layer and then another layer of, of tubers, then another layer of vermiculite, then another layer of tubers until that's filled up. And now I'm storing that in a place, if possible, that's cool, but does not freeze. Uh, you could, you know, you can put them in the basement at 70 degrees and they will last, but they're just, they're happier when it's, when it's like, Below 50, but not freezing, mm. if you, ha- you can find a spot. Back in the day, everybody had a root cellar, you know. Root cellar, yeah. A little partition in my basement yep. where it doesn't get heat, where I can just throw those in there. And then keep an eye on them. That's, this, is, this is what will save you. Take a look at them once a month. And if you see, what we're most concerned about really is rotting. If you see any rot, you have to pull that out of there. The other side of the coin is they could really dry out. And so just by observing that tuber and seeing what it's doing, you'll get the hang of it and and you'll be able to save them without any problem. And you'll have more dahlias and cannas than you could possibly <laughs> imagine. You'll be giving away those those every year. I go to a, uh, when I have this I have this plant swap, I go to a family's house and they give me garbage cans filled with canna tubers. Yep. 
Yeah, I got I got a I got a friend gave me uh, three four cannas yeah a couple of years ago and they they grew great um awesome stuff all right that's that um, real, real real quick yeah Dave, go ahead for those of you that don't want to do that don't deny yourself the beauty of dahlias right it's okay to let them freeze and treat them as an annual but as you know the beauty of dahlias and right now is their 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 peak that as as the rest of the garden is is slowing down dahlias are like come on you know and all the yep. way in october yeah they that's why they caught my fancy because they're 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 really in that 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 last uh quarter of the summer growing that and and gives you the amazing pops i'll post some of the pictures uh, of some of my uh dahlias that uh yeah, and then you just find new ones every year. That's the other thing, you know. You can find, they yeah, can be an inch tall. They can be eight feet tall. They can be the size of a button, the flower, the size of a dinner plate, and and so many different shapes and sizes and colors. And they're just stunning. They are the queen of the late summer garden. All right, we're talking to Doug Oster. Time's fleeting, flying by here in our uh, discussion. One last thing I want to talk to you about is fertilization. What things should we be doing? Do we need to do some things to add some good food to these plants and stuff before they uh, start taking a sleep uh, underneath, especially the perennials and stuff? Well, actually, number one is the gra- is your grass. Uh, ah, yes. This is a perfect time to throw down some new seed, you know, new seed is vigorous and and will help that lawn. And then uh, aerating and, and fertilizing a, a lawn in this time is a great idea. So continue to fertilize your containers until frost. Uh, they'll really appreciate it. And then, you know, for some shrubs, like my acid-loving shrubs, like rhododendron, Japanese pieris, azalea, I'm putting down a little bit of holly tone. This time of the year, we're not putting down a really thick application and follow the application rates on the bag because too much isn't better. Uh, too right. much means the plant can't use it and it goes into the our you know storm sewers. So this is usually a light application, uh, and in spring is is the you know the full application. But everything can use a little bit of fertilizer, you know, at the end of the season, especially our shrubs and perennials. I like to throw down an organic granular one, holly tone, flower tone, garden tone. It's cheap, easy to find. And, uh, you know, as an organic gardener, I don't want to negatively affect anything that's below the surface. And so if I was using a fertilizer that had salts in it, yeah, it would still grow the plants, but I'm going to be, you know, killing microbes or earthworms. I want all that stuff to help me. So I'm putting something on there that they don't care about. And in fact, it helps them. And so a good organic granular fertilizer for my containers, uh, I'm using a liquid fish-based fertilizer. And when I apply it, it smells like low tide, but outside. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with the granular stuff, you, it's it's good because this time of year, we get more of these long form rain situations. So you can look at the weather and like, oh, it's going to rain five, six hours steadily. Exactly. Those are the days you go out and you start spreading the news right and, uh, i got a bag of holly tone out there that's been uh at the front of the house and my wife told me when are you gonna move that i said today might be the day huh? <laughs> doug it's always a pleasure anything else you want to cover uh um, oh man just keep planting uh yep. this, this is just besides spring you know there's nothing like spring to to get you excited about gardening and the problem with fall is that we're tired 
Mm. Uh, the days are getting shorter. You've had a great season, but don't stop. I, I'm just, I'm just telling you, cool weather vegetables. I've got a flat of bunching onions, uh, turnips, spinach, lettuce, spinach, yep. arugula. Um, mm. It's going to go in, you know, today or tomorrow. That stuff will go in zone six all the way till at least December, and with some protection, which I think we'll talk about next time we talk. Yes. Maybe all the way till next spring. Don't stop. Ooh. Plant bulbs, plant perennials, plant trees, plant shrubs, and get some deals. <laughs> Let's make a date to talk about some of that stuff as we get a little bit later on in the fall. Doug Oster, so glad you're with us and so glad you're a friend of everything under the sun. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Dean. Friends, we're looking at uh, you to get this great information again. You can listen to Doug's show live 7 a.m. in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, on the radio, 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDKA. You can listen to it anywhere in the world on odyssey.com live. You can call in between 7 and 8 o'clock on Sundays. Can't listen then? You can make an appointment to listen on their Odyssey app. We thank our great radio partner, KDKA Radio, for having Doug being uh, able to appear on the show. And you can follow him on his website. It's a great website. Lots of information there. DougOster.com, D-O-U-G-O-S-T-E-R.com. If you want to follow him on Twitter, it's Doug Oster One. That's D O U G O S T E R One. That's his Twitter handle. When we come back, I'll take a look at the weather for the upcoming weekend and week beyond. Who's going to have good stuff? Who needs to keep an eye on the tropics? Who's going to have problems with heat and wildfires continuing? That's coming up next. This is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Whether you're at home getting ready for work, packing the kids' lunch, or commuting, listen to AccuWeather Daily. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and you'll get the top trending weather story of the day every day. Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. I'm your host, meteorologist Dean DeVore. This is Episode 3 of our fall series. As we look ahead to the weather for the upcoming weekend and week beyond, you know, we've been talking over the last several weeks about how quiet the Atlantic Basin has been in terms of tropical systems. Well, friends, here we go. We do have a system that's going. Uh, Fiona is, as we drop this on Friday, going to be crossing into the uh, Leeward and Windward Islands and making a beeline to areas right around Puerto Rico and Española as we get into the weekend itself, Saturday and Sunday. And it will exit that, and then it does look like there's a curve that will keep it offshore on the eastern uh, coast here as we go to Florida and up towards um, 
places like uh, the, the Carolinas. But that's something that as we go in through this forecast period, you're going to want to keep an eye on for our friends down in the Caribbean. And obviously, my attention gets uh, really peaked there since my partner, Joel, is uh, from Puerto Rico and I've got massive amounts of family there. I think uh, the main threats that we're looking at as we drop this podcast early Friday is rain and some wind component. We do not have this becoming uh, a hurricane as we're dropping this podcast, although that may change. Uh, The intensity of the wind is going to be something that is going to be problematic to get too strong because of the interactions with the islands, mostly concerned about the rain situation. But both Puerto Rico and Española have had massive issues. Obviously, Maria, a few years ago, And the power grid is not good, and so any amount of wind, even with sustained winds 40 to 60 miles per hour and some gusts a little bit higher that we're talking about in there could prove problematic. So we'll keep an eye on that situation. Meanwhile, bonus summer. I'm telling you, really hot from the center part of the country. My friends in St. Louis that hear me on KMOX and get the AccuWeather forecast that way, we're going to build into a heat wave as we go into the weekend and several days beyond, in fact, you know, fall arrives on the calendar on Thursday evening, and it may stay hot. Temperatures low to mid-90s near record territory all the way in that area through then. That heat pushes up into Chicago, Detroit, and even the eastern seaboard as we go through the weekend. You know, if you're in a place like Boston, it's nice, um, warming up steadily to near 80. Maybe some showers and thunderstorms Sunday. I think New York's in the mid-80s by Sunday, and maybe even that lasts into the early part of next week, depending on how things interact between uh, Fiona and also this front that's trying to drop in. We've got showers and thunderstorms that will be moving from the northern plains and into the western Great Lakes as we go later on in the weekend. And there is a cool pocket that's coming into the Pacific Northwest. In fact, we're looking at some snow coming down the elevations towards the floor level, possibly as we get in the early part of next week. Still a lot of dry weather in the southwest part of the country. As we continue to see that, that wildfire smoke, which has been dimming the sun, Great Lakes and into the Northeast as we enter into the weekend, still more of that, those wildfires out West, but that cooler air in the Pacific Northwest should take care of some of that problematic uh, situation, but certainly something we need to keep an eye on. Friends, that's going to do it for this episode, episode three of Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Thanks again to our guest, Doug Oster. You can hear him on KDKA, 7 a.m., Sunday mornings live or anytime on their Odyssey app. And um, we really look forward also to next week's episode four, because we're getting ready to ramp up to our 60th anniversary celebration of AccuWeather and all of the great work that thousands of people who've come through this company have done over the years to protect lives and save property and also to help not only people on the weather side of the business, but in our communities and beyond. We're going to celebrate that a little bit in our episode next week, celebrating the 60th anniversary of AccuWeather. For my friends, uh, Doug Oster and our executive producing team of Ken Prell and Andrew Robb, and our hundreds of team members working hard every day to make sure that your life is as weatherproofed as possible. I'm Dean DeVore. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Episode four is on the way of Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review Everything Under the Sun on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And of course, if you have an idea for a future podcast, just email us at accuweather.podcast at accuweather.com.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.